Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, guys. We are your humble, usually happy, at least we always sound happy, right? Doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, folks. Right. <laughs> Hosts broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's a pleasure as always. We've got a quick uh, shout out and some good examples from an email here in a second. And then we're going to continue our discussion of how to hot rod your real estate sign and turn it into a lead generation machine. Uh, Yeah. And you know what, guys? This is a really cool topic. I love topics like this. I shared this with you guys yesterday um, because, you know what, nobody else is giving you guys information like this, which is insane because this is the very information you need to start making money. Guys, look, let's stop doing the mental masturbation of worrying about your mindset and worrying about your, your big why and worrying about your dream board and worrying about your this and your that and your other thing. Let's just actually go out there and help folks. Let's go out there and actually make some money. Trust me when I tell you all the other things that you have currently labeled as problems in your head will go poof when you actually take your first listing, your hundredth listing, your thousandth listing, when you start building up your coffers, when you start buying rental properties, when you start doing the things that you always promised yourself that you would do. I had a really fun coaching call. I know they're listening. I won't mention their names. And first coaching call with them today. They wanted to be one of my private coaching clients. I don't think they knew what they were signing themselves up for, but there they go. They're one of my private coaching calls. And they have – here they are. I'm guessing they're in their 50s. Their kids are out of the house. They've been doing mostly listings – or I'm sorry, buyer-side transactions. They want to pivot towards listings. They want to get control of their time again, their life again. And here's what I, one of their homework. I gave them three homework assignments. The last homework assignment I gave them is I want them to go dust off the, uh, you know, the, the diaries that they had with their kids. Go back and reconnect with all the thoughts and, and all the goals and all the big dreams that they may have had uh, for their, themselves 20 or 30 years ago. I want them to go back and I want them to actually own or at least remember or reconnect with what they hoped they had accomplished in their lives. And I want them to write down all the things that they had yet to do, all the things that they maybe rationalized that they didn't need to do because, oh, I'm just of a certain age. I don't need to go and buy a new Porsche 911 or whatever it is that turns them on, right? I want them to write all those things down and I want them to reconnect with those things so that they actually will feel when they're starting to become more successful, they can go and start living that life of their dreams. They can start doing the things that they always wanted to do in their lives. They can start helping people at the level that they've always wanted to help them. Guys, don't let it get away with uh, get get away from you. Just remember, you only live once and you're dead a real long time, so you've got to make the most of your time on this planet while you've got it. You're in the right business. This business, this industry is an incredible blessing because it does allow you it can allow you to make an absolute unlimited amount of money. And also, if you're doing dumb things like buying leads, it can actually you know, give you the roadmap to spend a ridiculous amount of money and get nothing in exchange. So really screw your head on straight, guys, and see this opportunity for what it is. Some of you, most of you, all of you have been uh, you know, raised to believe that you'll be successful when, right? You'll be successful when all the stars align. You'll be successful when, as my dad used to say, my dearly departed father used to say, the big eagle flies over. You'll be successful when, fill in the blank. Isn't that the, the American myth? 
Isn't that really kind of like what you're waiting for? Well, what if it's now? It is now. Here it is. You're in the right place. You're, in, you're listening to the right message. You've got your real estate license. You're in the right market. Everything is perfect. So whatever you have used for your delay mechanism to really drill down, really take ownership of your goals, really take ownership of your intent to be of service to others, really take ownership of really – how much you want to embrace life, whatever that is that you've been using as your excuse your entire life, you need to get rid of it. You need to set it aside. You need to stop looking. Stop searching on Facebook private groups and going to real estate conferences and looking for silver bullets and looking for shiny objects. Stop all that bullshit. It's just making you broke, and all it's doing is giving you an excuse to let another year get by you, right? To, to make it so that your dream that you had for yourself 20 years ago starts to get a little bit more diminished as every year passes to the point where you can just – you just let it go. You almost forget that it was even there. Reconnect with that person. Reconnect with the person that you know you were where you saw no limits to yourself. Everyone was like that at one point. I don't care how analytical or wound up you are. Everyone at one point in their life had a vision of themselves that was unlimited. Maybe you were a kid. I want you to go back to that feeling. Go back to that, you know, that way you felt that life was just an incredible gift and not as so many of you have, you know, as we've gotten older, you start to have diminished expectations for yourself. You start basically accepting and compromising and all the rest of it. Screw that, okay? Don't live like that anymore. It is your choice. This isn't a mindset thing. There's nothing going wrong with you. You don't need to study the, this or make your that or you know, do your dream boards or all that. You just need to put yourself in a position where you're helping people and making money. When you click into that higher vision of yourself, that, that something magical, spiritual happens in your head, when you know you're helping people and you see the money start coming in, all of a sudden you will feel a level of elevation that you've never gotten from all the Tony Robbins conferences and all the coals you walked on. You've never gotten from all the inspirational, motivational speakers, from all the books you've read. That's the reason Julie and I don't go down that rabbit hole, because we know it's mostly BS. The only thing ultimately that's going to get you to where you want to go in this life is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's it. There's no secret button. This magical, mystical mindset conversation you guys want to have is because what you're doing is it's an elaborate way of looking for the shiny object. You're looking for the epiphany. Oh, I heard somebody speak. My life has changed for like 10 minutes, and then you're back to the way you were. Guys, the only way to make lasting change is to actually take the actions. Please be clear about that. Don't allow yourself to be suckered anymore by these guys that are just – you know, every year I see this happening. And it's, I'll get off my rant in a second, but I get the emails from you guys. I hear the voicemails from you. I you know, want to help you, and the first thing i got to do, and sometimes it seems counterintuitive, is you've got to stop going to the traveling circus and going to the sideshows and thinking that somehow they're real. That's what you're doing. You're going to these traveling circuses. You're going to you know, these speakers that come to your town every year. You're showing up. You know, you're feeling a certain way, you're buying their whatever silver bullet product, and then like six months later, you're surprised it didn't work. But you're going to go back next year when they show up again, aren't you? Stop doing it. Just drill down, focus on being of service to other folks, embrace the idea that long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, and everything else you're looking for, have always looked for, that maybe you've given up looking for in life, is on the other side of those two prominent thoughts, Okay. So this is the culmination, what I just gave you, it's the culmination of having a lot of coaching calls with you guys this week, 
trying to help you move beyond this sort of malaise that some of you guys are feeling. Top producers, those of you who are making millions of dollars per year, you know what I'm talking about is true. And I know you guys have a tendency not to share what you know is true with other folks. It is your obligation to help other people. I don't want you to, you know, screw yourself up or your own business and, you know, railroad yourself or go off course with what you're doing because you're doing a fantastic job. But what I do want you to do is I want you to call out BS when you see it. And don't be afraid of calling out BS when you see it. Be a leader. You're a top producer in your marketplace. It's up to you to make the path a little bit less onerous for the folks that are trying to follow in your footsteps. So, Julie, we're going to get back to what we were talking about yesterday. But before we do, I believe you have a really cool email. Yes, this is from Jen Teske, who sells in, I believe it's Edwardsville, uh, yes, Edwardsville, Illinois. And uh, Jen is a longtime listener and coaching uh, client and member of ours. She says, hi, guys, still listen to you uh, very regularly, and we are off to a great start. She's talking about the podcast, of course. We implemented a new whiteboard system, and we love it. We want to say thank you for pushing us to do whiteboards. She's talking about the good old-fashioned whiteboards and visual accountability that we teach in Premier Coaching. We struggled with erasing, messing up entries while we put in other entries and our own sloppy handwriting. You name it, we did not get along well with the markers and the boards. So rather than make excuses about our deficiencies, we came up with this. We, of course, think it's – she's talking about she is in a uh, partnership, and uh, they decided that uh, it's brilliant because it's so stinking helpful. We went to Cafe Press and had car bumper stickers made that say active listings – Listings on deck, those are the ones that she's got incoming. I've even included a little uh, Making It Happen sticker. That's their logo. We printed out the data. These are all of her individual listings on Avery business card labels. Okay, So her whole thing with the wipe-off boards was the frustration of erasing and having to write it up and fight their own handwriting, and it was kind of a mess. So she decided to print out everything on business cards, laminate them, put a magnet on the back, and boom, we just send it on a journey from beginning to end. Now, this is the whole point of the wipe-off board system. You track them from when they're just a prospect, then they become a listing or a buyer, then they become a pending, and then they become a close. And she's really organized that. I'm going to write her back and get permission to to, uh, post this as an example with all of her pictures in our Premier Coaching. Now, second part of this is also very important. So kudos to you, uh, Jen, in Illinois, for getting your wipe-off board act in gear. And it does look beautiful and clean. I love what you did with that. But separate topic, she writes. Also, we have dropped Zillow almost completely. We went down to just $26 a month. Ha, she says, they're desperate. The sales associate told me, quote, it was laughable that a team in the top 1% of their board was considering dropping Zillow. And by the way, the Gene and Jen team are indeed in the top 1% of their board there in Illinois. Now, she says, that insult did it. I cut the cord. I couldn't be happier. They allowed a lie of a review to stay up on their website. And after I proved that it was a lie, they still left it up. That was a year ago, and I've had a bad taste in my mouth ever since. They have reached new low levels. I could go on and on about the conversation I had with my rep when I told her we were dropping. The desperation was palpable. Anyway, we continue to implement what you guys have taught us, and we thought that you would enjoy our version of the wipe-off board. So, they finally cut the buying leads cord down to almost nothing. Okay, But I did think it was interesting, the presumption that, well, well, of course you have to be paying for leads at that level. So thank you for pointing that out, Jen, and thank you for being a great example with your wipe-off boards. 
Uh, it's always our pleasure to help you guys move to the next level. And you're very strong agents, and uh, I know that that review was a bunch of baloney, which, of course, makes it sting that much more. So um, back to you, Tim. Just had to, there's a lot in that email, so <laughs> couldn't really edit it's, By much. the way, guys, it just as far as the Zillow reviews go and all the other reviews, you guys don't have to participate in those. I know Zillow wants you to make, make you believe that you're getting, you'll get business from reviews, but of course that's not true. Don't get if you guys can avoid being on any of those review sites, the stupid review sites, avoid being on them because they're almost always abused and you know it. And Jen and Jean have experienced it. What happens is basically your competitors will go up there, post crap about you. You'll have some pissed off. You know, it's a funny thing. It's very rarely your clients. It's like a client that was trying to buy one of your listings and somebody else beat them. And the buyer agent basically blamed you as the listing agent opposed to admitting the fact that she just didn't get the contract in on time. And so now that other buyer who's not even your client is going to go up and post some salacious negative comment about you. So opt out of all that crap. It doesn't do you any purpose and any benefit whatsoever. When you follow our system, guys, you don't have to participate in all that garbage. You really don't because you're going to be getting the leads directly yourself. You're going to be calling these folks directly yourself, and you're going to control the flow of information about you and not some company like Zillow you know, flowing the control of information about you. In case you guys didn't know it, most if not all review sites out there from Yelp to BBB to all those types of things, those things are wrought with peril because what happens is they have a financial motive. They aren't real. They're not what you think. Your reviews, what appears, is a direct correlation to what you're paying. If you don't believe me, go and Google it and research it yourself. Lots of proof has been given at virtually any review site is based on the idea that they're trying to get the people with the bad reviews to pay. In other words, they're motivated to have more bad reviews, as what she's describing in her own experience. That way they can extract more money out of you. And magically, when you go from one level of uh, paying to another level, all of a sudden the bad reviews disappear. Guys, it's Seriously. a shakedown scam. Pure and simple. I'm not saying Zillow is this necessarily, but go and research this yourself. All these types of documented accusations about Yelp, about BBB, about all these other companies are out there. So do yourself a favor, and if you can opt out of all of them, do. Don't participate because eventually it's going to be used against you. All right, that's just an aside, right? Right. And Jen and Jean, um, you're doing a fantastic job. Stay focused. So, Julie, let's pick up where we left off yesterday, and we're talking about something that seems very basic but is actually pretty extraordinary, real estate signs. That's right. They're there. They are your moment of truth. People are coming and going from that neighborhood making a judgment about the job you're doing based solely on your real estate sign. So yesterday we did one through four points. So if you missed it, catch uh, yesterday's podcast replay. We're going to get to point number five about hot riding your real estate signs, turning them into a lead generation machine. Point number five, QR codes don't work. We get that question all the time. I don't know about you, Tim, but I don't have a single example of any deals being done from any of our members or podcast listeners that say that deal came from a QR code. Feel free to argue with me if you have other examples, but I don't. No, no, no. I mean, the, the QR code thing is fortunately no one's really talking about it like they were, say, two, three years ago. But the whole QW, QR code work. thing was – because it didn't work. Well, it didn't work because it, it didn't work in the United States, but it does work in Japan. It does work in other parts of the country. The reason it didn't work is because our cell phone carriers and the way we get Internet on our mobile devices is terrible compared to the rest of the world, but that's a different conversation. So it didn't work because it, not because the technology wasn't there to support it. It's just because the infrastructure for cell phones wasn't there to support it. So if you're thinking that QR codes are going to replace a good old-fashioned IVR sign, 
um, you know, good old-fashioned 800 number on your sign, you are sorely mistaken. Don't make that mistake. And, you know, QWR codes, QR codes, they're all just, you know, not for you to be pursuing. Next. All right, next. That doesn't work, but what does work is coming soon signs. Now, I wanted to pause on this just for a second. Why have we gone to this phenomenon of coming soon? Okay. So remember, in a balanced market, which is usually 90 to 120 days on the market for each listing, there's one buyer for each listing, things clip along at about a three to four month sales pace. Most of you don't have that right now. Most of your markets are inventory starved. You put a good listing on the market, it's sold pretty fast. Well, from an agent's perspective, that's clipping your wings, right? One of the reasons that you want more listings is because it, the more listings you have, the easier buyers are to get. One listing leads to the next. It's all good. We talk about this all the time, the value of being a listing agent. Well, coming soon strategy where basically you have the sign in the yard, you have a coming soon sign, you can do sneak preview, open houses, all of this, of course, with permission from the seller, permission from the homeowner, how do you get that? Well, some of your MLSs have a specific listing addendum that allows you, they're called different things, but it's basically a coming soon addendum. If you don't have that, I can guarantee you 99.9% .9 of your listing agreements say all addendums and agreements must be in writing and attached. Well, your seller can say, I agree to withhold, uh, to get permission to withhold my listing for two weeks so that you can do your coming soon work. Okay, as long as it's in writing, you're good. Now, what does this do to you, for you? Ideally, two weeks, maybe even a month of coming soon, you're creating what I think of as reverse days on the market. Normally, if you had 120 days before you sold it and you didn't have competing offers, you could have multiple open houses. You could have all kinds of stuff, just listed, just sold, cards, calls, lots of business being generated off of the fact that you have that listing. Well, when it sells right away, your wings are a little clipped on that. Thus, the coming soon strategy has uh, become very prevalent in our marketplace. I remember well, Jill, you asked, some of our – go ahead. Sorry. Well, you asked the question, why was it that – where did the coming soon thing come from? It was smart listing mm -hmm. agents' reaction to the fact that uh, Zillow yes. and Realtor.com and Trulia were selling their buyer leads. And so what the a listing agents got sick of it, and they said, look, I'm going to – I know damn well that the best leads, the best buyers, and guys, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to what I am telling you. The best buyers are always driving through the neighborhoods. That's the reason we want you to put an 800 home hotline sign rider on every one of your signs. The buyers, the early on buyers, the least motivated buyers, the buyers that might never buy are the ones that are on the Internet. The buyer leads that you guys are buying are the least motivated buyers. You guys get it? Are you understanding? When people are driving through the neighborhood, that's when they've actually focused in on a particular neighborhood or neighborhoods, a price range, a style of home. Those are your best buyers. And we know statistically that's when folks generally make the decision of who they're going to be working with as for an agent or who they're going to hire as a listing agent. It's after they've been driving neighborhoods. Interesting, isn't it? So the listing agents got sick of when Zillow started selling their, uh, you know, the agent would put the sign on in the yard. You'd go to the MLS. The MLS would then share the information uh, with uh, Zillow, and then Zillow would basically put it up there and have the agent's picture, have a buyer's agent's picture uh, by your listing. You guys remember this? And so the listing agents were like, okay, that's not that buyer agent's listing. And then Zillow would say, well, if you want to have your picture by your listing on our website, you have to pay us. Remember all of this, guys? Now they since changed it because a lot of people got pissed off. But the moral of the story was that's where the whole coming soon thing happened. And it started happening in California first and in Florida and then all across the rest of the country where a listing agent said, you know what? 
I'm going to put this thing for sale. I know, and I'm going to get do it completely illegally and ethically. The seller is going to agree to hold it from the, withhold it from the MLS the whole nine yards, all above board, because I know the best buyers are driving through their neighborhood right now. And I know if I put this in the, in, uh, the MLS, it's going to be people are going to be confused. They're going to be calling whoever whoever the buyer agent is. It's you know trying to make them themselves appear as their the listing agents for my listing. Really, isn't that really kind of the visual of what was happening there? And uh, I'm not going to allow that to happen. I want to double in my own listings, and that's what they started to do. And that has now basically become a new way of a new normal in the real estate industry because of the fact that these tech companies are trying to do an in run to try to take your best leads and sell them to other agents. Fact. So I know it. That's it. That's the history of it. The the smart, smart listing, listing agents. agents. Strike back. It's all good. Dun, dun. And, you know, I've heard, right. uh, you know, what's amazing is some of these sneak preview open houses are just killing it. I've had uh, yeah, reports from too. our members, like over 100 people to those. Now, the way we teach that in Premier, of course, is not just to throw the sign up and, you know, pray to the real estate gods. There's a specific strategy and a checklist to monetize that open house. You know, you canvas the neighborhood the Friday before you do the Saturday sneak preview. Maybe you open it to the public on Sunday. But some of these have really got, you know, they're such great turnout. Here's what you got to remember. Low inventory does have some very good things like open houses work because people are waiting for the next thing to pop up. They're curious. The neighbors are going to come. You know, they're working so well that we're advising our premier members when they do our checklist that it's best for you to have a partner in your open house so that you can actually be speaking with everyone and be gathering. A lot of people are doing, uh, to get their lead follow-up list, they're doing a raffle. Uh, you know, you, sign, you fill out your information, name, address, email address, phone number, and you enter to win like a $100 Starbucks gift card. You put that raffle ticket into the fishbowl. You don't have to be present to win. Well, guess what? That ends up being all of that lead follow-up. Somebody's going to win the prize, of course, to get that call. But that becomes that agent's lead follow-up. And the amount of leads coming out of that are just bonkers. And some, one of my uh, San Francisco agents had over 200 people. And I was trying to understand how you actually get 200 people through a 1,300-square-foot house. But that's beside the point. <laughs> it's called a line. <laughs> it's, like, it's called a line. Uh, well, we call yeah. her uh, open houses house parties now because it really yeah. is just like this crazy bash, you know. Um, so well, we low inventory Julie, does Julie, have some good things. Go ahead. We had pictures from agents in the in San Francisco doing exactly what you just described, literally with a line in front of their house trying for people, buyers trying yeah. to get in. That's but amazing. so, but let's expand. Let's we're going to go on a quick little, as we often do, a quick little side tour here. So let's everything Julie just said. Great rock star idea. All of you guys can be doing this this Sunday. All you need is some pieces of paper, uh, a gift card, and a fishbowl. Okay, you guys are there now. But here's here's the next thing. I want you guys to think about how you can actually expand this and to make this into a neighborhood party. And this is another idea. We do this with our higher-end clients, you know, guys selling. But you can do this in any price range. So don't get stuck on that. You're going to have, like, um, I'll give you – this is recently. This happened a couple weeks ago. A really fantastic, big, expensive listing in a really high-end – the Kardashians, Kardashians neighborhood in L.A., okay? So this was a listing agent who had a new property there or the neighborhood that was right next door. It, I don't remember. He had a video made. He then had a neighborhood party. Everyone got a nice-looking um, invitation, and then the party was – it was obviously a coming soon, but what it really was is the unveiling of this video that he made about the house, a normal house video. It was sexy. It was professionally done. It was. It cost him like $20,000 for this video, but this commission on this house, which he already solely sold in like two days, was like 180 grand. so who cares? 
Um, but the moral of the story was he had – I don't remember. I think it was a little over 100 people show up. All of them were neighbors. All of them were there to have a good time, have the party, and watch the big movie, right? And it was exciting, and it was a get-together, and he was the heart of it. You guys get that? Do you see how from one listing you can multiply that by you know millions of dollars depending on your market? Just one listing. Do you see the power of being a listing agent, folks? So use your creative juices and really blow some of these ideas that we're giving you up. Julie, next idea? Yes. Okay. Next one is, this is just a little minor thing, but we used it as a point of difference with our practice. Consider reflectiverealestate.com for reflective signs, especially on your rural properties. Again, this is a nice point of difference on your listing appointments. So again, our topic is how to monetize your sign. Well, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, and people who buy out in the middle of nowhere properties typically have those back and forth commutes and they're on those roads you want to have the sign stand out. It reflects just like a stop sign. So just a little point of difference that you can make a little flyer. And in addition to your normal listing presentation support material, check out reflectiverealestate.com. Um, really was kind of a fun well, thing that we did. But don't, okay. don't, don't bounce off that. Hold on, sister. Don't okay. bounce off that. That's a really important idea. Let's go back no to problem. that. Julie just told you guys, in this, but let's expand upon this ever so slightly. Ditch your old cardboard signs, your corrugated plastic signs, all that stuff. Throw them all out. Get some reflective real estate signs. I believe, as Julie said, that's the name of the company. These are the They're same a types money, of signs. But, gosh, they last long, too. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just last, remembering how much yeah. longer they last than the normal stuff. Years. Yeah. Right. Yep, because yeah. they're made of the they're the same companies that make stop signs and stuff make these. But let me explain to you guys if you're not completely sold on the idea of this already. In almost all of your markets, you can do for sale signs that are usually 50, maybe even 100% bigger than the signs that you're using. The only reason that you're using the sign that you're using is because that's the sign that we use in our office and that's the sign that the sign guy sells, not because you can't use a larger sign. You can. In most markets, you can use an epically huge sign. Now, how important is an epically huge reflective sign with an IVR writer on it with a brochure box on it? How much is a billboard in a neighborhood worth? Right? Hmm. That's how you guys have to think of your for sale signs. They're billboards. So if you can put this big, huge for sale sign that's a reflective sign that if someone's driving up and down the street, it flashes back like a stop sign, right? and you have a brochure box on that, and you have a sign writer on that, that is incredibly powerful for you. And now, how do you sell that to the seller? Well, obviously, the seller is going to get the idea that a larger sign is going to draw more attention to it. But here's how we used to sell it to the seller. Mr. Seller, and we literally had a picture of a normal for sale sign, one of our competitors, of course, and our for sale sign. And our for sale sign was all, as Julie likes to say, hot rotted out, right? It was larger. It was reflective. It was The colors were clean and bright. It had the brochure box on it with the, you know, the, the lid that closed itself so the rain wouldn't come in because we got a lot of rain in Ohio. And when you'd show the seller then the picture of what the sign looks like when headlights hit it versus a normal for sale sign when headlights hit it, they're like, uh, duh, why isn't everyone else doing that? <laughs> you know? You guys get it? It's these tiny, tiny little things that when you're competing for a listing make all the difference, especially as you go up in price range. So please do not let that get by you. Julie, get one more point on before you uh, jump off okay. the premiere. You got it, and I've got Premiere coming up next. So point number eight, don't have a confusing, overly busy-looking sign with three hang-down riders, 14 phone numbers, a QR code, a website, your Facebook address. Keep it simple. 
the more confusing it is. And I've seen signs out there. We should start taking pictures of them and blacking out the agent's name just as bad <laughs> examples. Because there's signs that are like, you know, the agent's picture is on there. There are buyer specialist pictures on there. There's all these hang down signs. Everything's in a different font. None of the colors match. And it's like it gives you a headache to look at. It reminds me when I walk into like, uh, you know, those electronic stores when your brain gets scrambled as soon as you walk in the door. That's what I feel like when I look at a sign like that. You're driving people away by confusing them. Keep it super simple. So remember, you it's know, a point of you difference. Go. And yeah, I gotta go. So you can wrap, yeah. and I will see okay, my premier students uh, shortly. Premier, premier coaching students. Julie's about to start her coaching call for you guys. So make sure you guys get on that call. Let me finish up what Julie was saying. So when you look at your first sale sign, here's all I want to see. It, it all. This is the most. Prom- I told you guys yesterday. I was going to tell you how, in case you have prominence laws in your state. We did in Ohio, which means that the brokers and agents. Phone number has to be the same. Like one can't be more prominent than the other. Californian, whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can have a tiny little, you know, one-point font of the broker's name on the sign, and you're perfectly in compliance. Other states that make it so the broker's and agent's information has to be the same. Okay, here's the workaround. On your sign, I want you to have your 800 number be the most prominent thing. If you have competing phone numbers, your cell phone number, your broker's office phone number, your voicemail number, you're never going to get any calls in the 800 number. So at the top of the sign, and if you can have it permanently affixed there, that's great, but you probably want to do it as a writer. You want to have the writer there. Now, on the sign itself, if you have to have a phone number, which, by the way, you don't in most states, if you have to have a phone number, have it be really small. And you're perfectly in compliance. Now, aha, uh-huh, Tim, hold on. That 800 number, that's more dominant, prominent on my sign than my broker's son, uh, phone number, and someone's going to turn me into my state division of real estate. You are correct, but here's how you can make it in compliance. When you set up your 800 home hotline billing, all you have to do is put your broker's name on the invoice, and then someone tries to get you in trouble, just say, that is a phone number that I pay for, but it's my broker's phone number. Here's a copy of the invoice to show that. And that's it, and then you'll have no problems. Now, most of the country, you guys don't have those screwy compliance laws, so that's you know no shit information for you. But the most important thing is make sure your sign is large, reflective, uh, clear, clean. I want you to have your picture on it. That actually does matter. Um, you know, and have the most prominent phone number on the sign be your 800 number. That is the key to happiness when it comes to generating tons and tons of buyer leads from your one listing. And guys, look, you're going to run into folks that maybe eight listing agents, and I told you this the other day, you're, you know, you're trying to get started in the business. You're trying to break into listing. You're trying to do all kinds of things. You want to start taking advantage of some of these ideas. Go and find a listing agent in your marketplace that maybe wants to partner with you, in your office that wants to partner with you, and allow you to put your own rider on their signs. And you know what? Maybe you give them 50 bucks for every leader. Maybe they don't care because the fact is the buyer, the seller is going to be happy because they're going to see that someone's aggressively following up on the leads, uh, you know, whereas before maybe the seller knows that no one was ever calling their buyer leads back. You guys get it, how you can make this a win-win for everybody? Look, we have to jump. Julie's got our, her a premier coaching call. If you guys have not yet done this, please go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Request your free coaching call. Our pleasure and honor to help you in any way we can. And but just because you're requesting, we're going to give you those six free books. And um, if you need us for anything, always email us directly. We love your emails. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Remember, guys, you guys can go to Tim and Julie Harris at any time and listen to hundreds of past shows, or you can go to iTunes.com. Oh, here's your homework assignment. A lot of you guys are listening on iTunes right now. 
A lot of you guys listen every single day, and you've never given us good feedback. I want you to give us a five-star rating, and I want you to say nice things. That's your homework. Please do that for me, okay? That helps us to obviously make the, the show higher in iTunes ratings, and it will also help us to start really getting you guys some big-name, like, non-real estate uh, guests on the show. Because when someone like, you know, some big author, and I'm trying to get them to be on the show for you guys – um, you know, they're going to ask those types of questions. And yes, we have tens of thousands of listeners. Yes, we're told we're the number one listen to podcast for real estate agents. Yes, all, you know, Inman called us the number one. You guys know all those things. But to really start going after the really huge names um, in the real estate industry and outside of the real estate industry, business leaders, they're going to want to know how many listeners we have on iTunes and what our ratings are and all that. So help us out there. Give us a great uh, iTunes rating. If you ever need us for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.